0: Three, two, one. If you're doing things that at least gonna prep you for that rejection, I think it'll make your world so much easier when you get into these jobs, especially the interview process and the hiring process. We all have been through tons of interviews that we didn't get the job for. We've all been there. So all of these things are literally prepping you for where you're going. And if you you skip a step, you literally won't be able to hold on to that prize that you're trying to get, which is that position. Lance, I'm so excited to have you join me for this conversation on Tech Niche Tips. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad we got together to be able to do this. Likewise. So I'm not going to take too much time getting into it. If We're going from the boots to the brain here. And the boots is symbolic of the journey one takes to land to where t- Lance is right now in tech. And then the brain is symbolic of the, where he is not only now, the mindset he has, but also where the scale from there. So without further ado, because I'm tripping over my words, <laughs> let's get right into it. Uh, so Lance, let's start from the very, very beginning because the beginning is a great place to start. Tell us where you were born. Tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, yes. Hey, everybody. One more time. I'm Lance Tribble. You see my name down there at the bottom but I'm from Miami, Florida. I'm 34 years old right now. And man, it has been seriously a full journey to get here. A little bit about me, love sports, love music, my family sings. That's something that we love to do. I actually have my own business that's in short-term rental, AKA Airbnb, outside of being in the tech world. But I went to college in Tallahassee, Florida. Florida A&M University so I'm a rattler and so I started in property management in 2010 when I was in college and I worked my way up through that profession and I did that for about 13 years until my side business became my main business and so then I left the corporate world and went into my side business which became my main business and then I said you know what at one point I want to work from home because working a nine to five is not a bad thing to me, but I found out a way to do that. And then course career was dropped in my lap. And from there I went through the program. Like you may hear a lot of people did. And from that program, I literally found my tech job in about seven weeks and it probably could have been shorter, but I found mine in about seven weeks. And It led me into an account executive position that I didn't even know I was going to (laughs) get. The company somewhat surprised me with it when they sent me the offer letter, which is a really quirky story, but they surprised me with it. And it was a really pleasant surprise. I'm glad that, you know what? I was so prepared during my interview process that I didn't even realize that, they were actually prepping me or interviewing me for an account executive position. Just being prepared for the next step really got me into something that I didn't even know. So that was a really cool surprise. And no, it's cool. It's very cool to have you. And I'm so glad that you are here. I definitely want to dive deeper into talking about your story because your story is unique. A lot of course career students, they basically are being trained to become SDRs. And you were able to pivot into becoming an account executive, which is like going a couple of steps there. So, with that being said, I'm going to just peel the onion back a little bit for the two, for the crew here at Techniques Chips. Let's talk about the, the Airbnb, like real estate. That's cool. Like a lot of people, I know that was, was a wave for a couple of years and it still is a wave in some places about getting into Airbnb and doing real estate. Can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, for sure. All right. So working in property management for about 13 years, I learned a lot. And one thing I was always big on was I don't want to work for someone else's company my whole life. My parents and my friends around me, we always talked about taking what you learn from a company and being able to apply it for your own life. You shouldn't just work in a job and be an employee forever. Take something from that and improve on it. And so what we did, Me and my wife, one day, we said, you know what? We want another income because we had our first child. We were pregnant at the time, actually. And so we said, you know what? What's a way that we can bring in a few more dollars? And so we did a lot of research. We scoured the internet like I'm sure a lot of people do. And we were left with two things. We were either going to invest in Mm -hmm. mobile homes because you didn't need much income to do that or we were going to go into something we heard about Airbnb. And so I mm-hmm. started watching this guy called Sean Rakibit. His name is really tough to spell. can <laughs> plug it <in> later. <laughs> but he has a page called Airbnb automated. And so me and my wife wanted to do this so bad that we started our first Airbnb illegally. We did. <laughs> Hold on for a second. He said illegally. Should I edit this out later on? I don't know. No, you can keep it. Okay. You can keep it. But we seriously, we started on Airbnb illegally because you're supposed to get permission because we do arbitrage. So, okay. you You can do Airbnbs. You can buy property or you can rent them. Yeah. And then it's called arbitrage. And so we didn't get permission. We just wanted to do it. So we did it. And luckily for us, we didn't get caught until one month before our lease was up but this so we and we did get caught people so if you're doing airbnb you're doing it illegally you're gonna eventually get caught yeah. okay i gotta stop you here because i'm like my mind is like going so what was illegal about what you did like you had to ask for permission did you rent out a room what, what exactly were you what was illegal about it what happened there yeah. okay To do Airbnb legally, you need to go in and talk to a property manager and let them know what your business is and what you'll be doing inside their apartment. Inside most leases for an apartment, they have somewhere in the lease that says you cannot sublet without permission. And essentially doing an Airbnb or short-term rental is a type of a sublet. So, yeah. The type of a sublet so you're subletting it for periods of time to different people who are staying in it and we didn't get that permission so one day we needed a work order because let's just say the tub was backed up and make in and realized, whoa like these people have been here for this long there's no clothes in the closet there's no toothbrushes but the place is fully furnished it looked like somebody's here they ended up putting one and one together and realized that we were doing airbnb and so we mm. eventually got some eviction letters but it was okay because during that time period we learned the business so even though that our first one was illegal we picked up two more while we were in that first week so by the time we were done with the illegal one we had two official ones and mm. That was like the birth of our business. We ended up making a decent amount of money from those Airbnb's. And we were like, you know what? We need more. And so we kept growing. So the very first year, we finished a year with five. And then our second year, we picked up 12 more units. And then in our third year, we jumped up and picked up another 10 again. and so. We've had quite a bit of success and we expanded to Miami. and So now we have some Houston, which is where I live currently. We have Airbnbs in Miami and we co-host for others as well. So we co-host for the people that are in the Maryland DMV area, Houston and Miami as well. Hey there, thank you so much for watching this video. This video is actually sponsored by Course Careers. So whether you're interested in breaking in as a tech sales representative, if you're interested in actually doing IT or digital marketing, not only do they have free introductory courses for you right now, go to the description and check that out, but they also have $50 off that you could get through me, Joseph50. That's right, $50 off through Joseph50. So if you're interested in getting into that course, any which one, whether it's, again, tech sales, IT, or digital marketing, look no further. Go down to the description below, click on the link, and sign up right now. What are you waiting for? Wow. So somebody listening to this and saying, why tech again, And yeah, no, keep on going. You got a formula here. You got something that's working. Look, and that's a good question because some people will see, and this is why tech is so powerful because it, pro- it does provide capital for people that are similar to yourself. Entrepreneurs doing various things. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like why go into tech after having so much success again? Yes. Yes. So a big reason why I wanted to go into tech was because tech gives me flexibility that I don't necessarily have with Airbnb. I definitely Mm -hmm. have flexibility with Airbnb, but with Airbnb, you're on call almost all the time because you never know when an issue's gonna happen. You never know. Someone may get locked out. Now I need to schedule someone to let someone in or again, a toilet can get clogged up and we need to call maintenance or a party may We need to go shut it down. Things like that happen and so my goal was that you know what we want to hire a property manager to handle our portfolio so we don't have to manage it because it is a full-time job in itself Mm -hmm. and i want to go to another position that when i was doing my research i heard that it wouldn't take all of my time and one it wouldn't take all my time talk about some of the things i heard versus what it actually was the reality all right Uh, I heard it would take all of my time and the remote aspect of it was big. And so I said, you know what, if I can move to another city or my wife is from Jamaica, we want to go to Jamaica or two and stay in Jamaica and I can work from there, then that's what I'm going to do. So that really was alluring. And so even though we're able to do that with Airbnb, it still has some restraint that getting into the tech world, we're going to relieve me from, and mm-hmm. I think that was something that I really couldn't beat. And also, when you're an entrepreneur, you have your own business that does not come with insurance. So having a job that to pay for your insurance and make it cheaper for you is huge. And when you say insurance, folk, he means health insurance. Health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not property insurance. Health insurance. You got to go to the doctor. You have one, just one child, right? That's, yeah, that's one huge. right now, and a second so you have one child one on the way you need health insurance right (laughs) and good health insurance so that that that's a great point there is that hey yeah being an entrepreneur is great money wise but we needed to supplement that and also just to point out a little bit of something else that i think was said already but having multiple streams of income how important that is because if something does happen then you have a backup plan i'm glad that when it comes to you you were able to do that pivot. And so how did you find out about course careers? I know you talked a little bit about that. Was it through a video that you saw online, word of mouth? How did you find out about course careers again? Yes, yes. Again, I was searching through YouTube for everything. To me, YouTube is the new university. Some people call it YouTube University. (laughs) And we get on there and we learn and binge everything that we can. And so I was looking for different ways to work from home and Cyrus Harden, video popped up i think a lot of people have watched his videos and i watched so many of his videos but he never said i didn't see the one video that said how did he get there so as i was just Mm. looking deeper into his page he finally said he was like man if i could have went back he said he did careers but he said if he could have went back he would have did course careers and it made it a lot easier that course careers was cheaper (laughs) I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the cheaper one because even if I lose 450 to $500, that's not going to kill me. So yeah. that's how I found out about it. And I was like, you know what? $500 isn't that big of a risk for me to take for me to be able to advance myself. So that's exactly how I found out. And I dove straight in. It didn't take me long once I with both hands. Oh man. And you said you finished the course in seven weeks. Is that correct? So I finished it quicker than that, but from the day I started the course, to the day I got the offer was seven weeks. Nah, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Wow. What a, what a story, because a lot of people have various stories. Some people have taken longer. Some people mm-hmm. taking four months I've heard, or I seen that from afar. And then some people have done it in seven days, eight days. It's, it's crazy. Like when I say land a job, <laughs> wow, not even complete the course, landed a job. In fact, Ren, one of my guests, she was actually one of the ones that actually did that. And so it's such a unique experience to really see. And I think that, man, the sky's a limit. Now here is the thing that most people are like, wait a second. He did what he became an account executive. You got to <laughs> talk about that story. And uh, actually, no, let me, before we get there, because I'm excited about that, let me backtrack this. You said that it took you seven weeks to com- to land a job, but how long did it take you to complete the course? And how did you find the course for yourself? What it, Talk a little bit about the course. Understood. So it took me about, let's say, three weeks total. So I started at the very beginning of December, and then I went hard for about a week and a half and then got sick yeah like I, I was even going to start making content like me and my wife were sitting on the couch she's helping me study I'm bouncing things back and forth with her trying to learn Then I got sick for about a week and so if we all can recollect maybe the cycles that businesses run on around Christmas time businesses shut down just maybe wow. like the a week and a half like around Christmas they just don't do anything and let me see that second week of December, I was sick. So I really didn't do anything at all. And then the Christmas break hit, so I was traveling. So I traveled up to the DMV area in Maryland where my wife lives. And so I wasn't really working that much on, the, on course careers. So maybe I think the very last week in December. So I had a week and a half at the beginning of December. And the very last week of December, I finished it. So maybe in about two and a half weeks, let's just say three weeks to put a clean cap on it. And it took me about three weeks. And so when I actually found it and went online, I did the first intro course, like everybody else, to see what it was about. And I was like, I can do this. Like, I know I can do this. I've watched tons of videos on it. And you know what, in property management... We sell to people every day. We just sell them something different. We sell apartments. And some people have told me like, you know what? Everybody needs a place to live. So that might be a different type of sale. And it is a different type of sale. But my mindset is that when I'm going to sell, the people who I'm selling to, they do need my product. They do need it. And so to me, it's almost the same as trying to sell an apartment. When it comes to need, they just don't know that they need it. And so it's my job to make sure that they understand that when we're on the phones. Once I realized that my skill set could be converted over to get into tech sales, yeah, like I said, I dove straight in. Cause when I found it, I did the intro course and that gave me the amount of information that I needed to know that I could move forward with this confidently. Wow. Seriously. And so I can get into the course too, man. Let's but, talk about it. Go ahead. Continue. I think people need to understand this and I try not to watch too many of your videos. So I'll list other people's tips. But what people need to really understand about the course is that it's not going to give you every part that you need. It's going to give you such a great foundation of what you need so that you can go and get the rest. And I believe that that's incredible because It's inside of all of us to be able to do this job. Course Careers is going to plant it inside of you so that you can go get it in your own way. It's going to give you the structure that you need so that you can move around freely, like within that structure and be creative in different ways. Like when they tell you to go create your LinkedIn profile, they're going to tell you what you need to do to make your LinkedIn profile a little bit more appetizing to hiring managers and recruiters, but then it's gonna be up to you to put your own sauce on it, to make it taste the way that you want it to be, to make your profile be the way that you want it to be. And I think that's incredible because once you get out, once you graduate and you get your course careers final, and you pass it, course careers are still there because you got the Discord, Discord's incredible. That's something that I really love as well. But once you're done with the course, you're going to be out there in LinkedIn. You're going to be out there in your job and you're going to have to learn those ways to compete and to be great after course careers as well. So mm. the fact that they give you the right amount of information that you can build on and make your own as well, I think that's really important that the course doesn't really baby you the whole way through. It's almost like a parent, like they'll raise you they'll raise you and they'll teach you everything you need to know, like to be in life and to succeed in life. But it's gonna be up to you to take that and to build upon it and go out there and succeed with it. And I'm like, course is really good with that, man. Seriously. Hey family, it's Joseph here again. Now you have heard me talk about how tech sales has changed my life. I actually wanna introduce you to another career that if you decide to go into it, truly is recession proof and that is cybersecurity. Level Careers is a platform similar to Course Careers that's self-paced and allows you to obtain knowledge and ed- education in cybersecurity and get this without prior experience or a degree. That's right. And so you definitely want to get into that. And if you are interested in learning more about cybersecurity, go ahead and click the link below. It's in my description and use my promo code Joseph 10. That's right. Use my promo code Joseph 10 in order to save 10% off of the purchase price of that course. So without further ado, I'm not going to delay you go click on the link, check out the free introductory courses and change your life today. Yeah, course Careers is a lot of good things about it. I can't speak as, as well about it enough to people, you know, it changed my life and I know it changed yours based off of the conversation that we're having right now. And so with that being said, now I can, calm myself down because we're going to go into the part that we're, we're really excited to hear you became an account executive and it sounds like it happened by accident can you talk about how that happened <laughs> like, uh, we got set up to be an account executive let's give sdr let's go right here can you, you talk about right? that so that no seriously by, so i'll say by accident and sometimes i'll say lucky right? mm-hmm. and i know some people are like you know what i don't want to count on luck but in reality luck is where opportunity meets preparation. And people don't know how much I prepared. And they don't know, I didn't know that the opportunity was going to come up. But Mm. since I did all of those things, it may look like luck. It may look like it happened by mistake. But in reality, nothing really happens by mistake. Mm. Some things do, but everything happens for a reason. And Mm. so when I got the position, I realized that, I was trying to do things in my interview process and in my application process that I felt I hadn't seen anybody do. So we all will get on LinkedIn and we see all, we see the cohorts. We see uh, there's trainings, there's mentors out there. People posting back to back, I got another job, I've finished course careers. I hadn't seen anybody say that they did a video resume. Mm. And so course careers talks a lot about getting yourself in front of hiring managers get yourself in front of the right people and so i was like man if i want to get in front of them the best way for me to do that is to try to show them a little bit of my personality before they can meet me and the best way for me to do that was to do a video resume so yes so i went on youtube like i always (laughs) am I'm on YouTube all the time. I live on YouTube. And I looked up best ways to apply for tech jobs and a video resume video came up. It was only like three there. And like one of two of them had almost no views and one of them had 200 200,000 views. I was like, "Okay, clearly that's the better video." And wow. so I studied this lady's video and I was like, "You know what? I'm going to make my own." And I sat in my kitchen and I use these same plants that are around me for a little bit of a backdrop. And I sat down, I wrote a script, for what I wanted to say, and I sat and I memorized my script for half a day. I sat in front of my phone, like I'm sitting in front of my phone right now, and I redid a video over and over again, until it felt natural. And until I conveyed the message that I wanted to convey, and the long I'm sorry, a long story, but to piece it together. Keep going. To piece Jesus it together, is good Man, like it was a humbling process because we can talk to people like we're talking right now, but when you record yourself, you see every little thing that can be wrong. And and you'll end up using that when you're practicing cold calling because a great way to practice. This cold calling is to record yourself or to listen to calls from other people and hear what they did and to break it down and improve on it over and over again. So while I'm making this video, I'm doing it for myself until it became perfect. And I make the video. I do some editing here and there on it just to make sure that it's still interesting. So my first video was about a minute and 30 seconds. I started sending it out. I was like, you know what? I got my DM ready. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm DMing like 20 people a day. Oh, let me ask you that. Did you personalize each video or was it just one video you made for those 20? Ah, so I only made one video. I made uh, one video and this one was centered around entering text sales specifically. And so I'll give a breakdown of how the video was as well. I don't want to skip around. You know, I'll talk about that first Get to meat and potatoes, DMs. I love it. got it, guys. So, the what I did in the video was I wanted to have a start, a middle, and an end. I wanted to tell what things I thought I did well in my video, who I was, because I'm I got to intro myself. I want to tell them why I think I'll be good at the job, and then I want to ask for a meeting. Just, I need to ask for that meeting. Cause if not, I'm making this video for no reason at all. So those were the four components I wanted to make sure I had in there. And then it was one template video and I sent it out to everybody along with a short message. I had a four sentence message that I sent out to recruiters, hiring managers, VPs, CEOs. I'd sent this DM to everybody and that's the one that I would customize. So, I would customize it by the position. So, if I thought a different skill would be better for a different position, I would edit my paragraph, but I didn't edit the video. Okay. So, good thing about the video was that when you put it on Vimeo, because I put mine on Vimeo, I didn't put this one on YouTube, because I was scared that somebody would see it. <laughs> it's like, I'm not need to. <laughs> no drift, no it's Vimeo. Yeah. So the great thing about the video was that I got to ask for people's critique of my video as I sent it out to hiring managers. My last sentence. I had. Wait, who, I'm two. sorry. Who you asking for critiques? The, critique? Everybody I sent it to. I asked for a critique of Everybody. Wait, so let I, me pause you there because that right there is such a gem. You are asking the people that you're looking for a job for, for critiques. That shows that you're coachable. That's why they wanted to hire you. They're like, oh, this guy, not only is he like selling, but he's coachable. Like you, like that's a big thing for a company to find out right off the bat about you. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So you know, all good. See, and I didn't even think about that at the time. My goal was to just get as much information as possible. Let me keep sculpting this masterpiece that I'm trying to put together. And so people gave me feedback too. Some of it was, some of it was humbling. And a lot of it encouraged me because at one point I thought my video was perfect. I was like, it's good. And then some people were like, it's a little too long. I was, I couldn't finish watching it. Some people told me I couldn't finish watching it. And I was like, oh, okay. Now I need to make it shorter. So I chopped it down from a minute and 30 seconds to a solid minute. There was one guy on LinkedIn, he was like, look, you're selling yourself in this video. You need to make sure that you make it as short as a pitch. And he was like, If you're giving a pitch to someone, you got less than a minute. And so he was like, Get that video under a minute. And his name is Yusuf. I can't remember his last name right now. And I thank him. I tag him in everything I do on LinkedIn. But that advice he gave me made me shorten my videos. So like, go back to the drawing board and sit in my kitchen again and re record and make my video shorter and better and after I made that video shorter the 60 seconds I actually started getting responses from hiring managers and VPs that was when things actually started moving so even though I made the video it wasn't where it needed to be initially but it got there and I was excited about it because great thing about Vimeo and YouTube they give you analytics on your videos (laughs) they'll let you know right what's the average watch time of your video and my average watch time went from let's say on my first video for a minute and 30 my average watch time was like 14 seconds and then when I changed it to uh, 60 seconds it went all the way up to 32 or like 40, it was like 37 seconds and to me that lets me know at least they got to the point that they knew who I was they heard what I thought I did well and why I wanted that job So they might not have got to the point of, let's set a meeting, but at least they knew who I was and why I wanted it. Come on, man. And so that, I think that really helped because when I did have interviews, we got some good laughs about people watching my video and people seeing the same backgrounds. And I think I wore the same shirt to an interview that I had in the video. (laughs) (laughs) I'm staying in character. <laughs> it is me I was like it is me I it, so, that might be wow. great marketing because they can remember you now like oh yeah I remember this guy yes yeah, and so that was really great it led to more conversation and the, it made interviews flow it led off with jokes and so I think that really helped out and I think that was something that I really did that helped me to get an account executive job so I'm an animal to it I'm, I might be rambling a tad bit Listen, I love rambles here. Keep going. So (laughs) I think a big part of what helped me to get the account executive position is in my interview process for the job that I actually took, because I got more than one offer for a job. They made us give a 10 minute presentation in the interview. And when you're doing your presentation, you're basically going to be setting up as if you're demoing a product an accounting thing. Mm. And I didn't realize that until I'm actually demoing now that my video resume is like a demo for a product. And I wouldn't have thought that, man, in my interview process, I'm supposed to be interviewing for a SDR, a BDR position. Why are you all having me demo something? Like I literally had to put together a PowerPoint on the company And I was like, man, that's that's really like a demo now. And so if I look back on it, they were really prepping me for an account executive position when I didn't even know it. They were seeing, could I do the job before they gave me that job? Wow. And the practice that I had with having to make my video, having to say something catchy at the beginning to grab their attention things like that, trying to have an emotional pitch to make sure I grabbed these people in were all things that aided, I believe, in me getting that account executive position. So something that I was just doing to just stand out in the application process became the exact thing that got me into my position to actually be an account executive. I really think that was a big one. Yeah, let me add on to that because I know you got interviewed For an SDR role, that's what you signed up for. I think what it might be because I had to do a presentation as well as Mm. just for the SDR role. I really think you doing that video, you being coachable, that all those different things that led up to your interviews, I think they said, you know what? This is a guy that we can see that can be relatable to people that can actually take advice. Let's try to see if we can bump him up to an AE role. I'm guessing we don't know until we ask. But honestly, like what you like SDRs, SDRs that are listening right now, even those that have a job, because let's say you trying to pivot to another job, depending on your situation, really listen to what he said. And this is not even the SDR thing. This is like anybody thing. Like he created a video as we know, videos are one of the fastest growing and acceptable mediums in all of the internet nowadays. He created a video and he was able to basically in about a minute and I would encourage you to try to do it in 45 seconds. If you're watching this, he was able to pitch himself and he had those four criterias and he was able to pitch himself to these people and ask for feedback. That right there is like sold. Uh, if I'm a hiring manager and this, and this guy's, Hey, I send you the pitch. Yeah. I think I'm the bomb.com, but what is your feedback? That is fantastic, man. That is fantastic. I'm yeah. I'm like, great idea. Hey. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Seriously. I try to tell everybody to do it because I think if anything, another thing it helps you with is to get out of your comfort zone because I was scared to post on LinkedIn. When I say scared to post on LinkedIn, I was sit and read my posts over and over again. And once I did my video, I was like, you know what? One, I'm not taking all this time to not post. I took way too long on this video. And then I realized that posting on LinkedIn, I need to show people that I'm out here. And the video kind of got me out of my shell. You know what? If I'm sending this to people, then I need to be able to put myself out there more and post on LinkedIn more. And you're going to have to do that when you get in this SDR or any tech sales role. You're going to have to put yourself out there in front of people. And I think the more comfortable you are with that, the more comfortable rejection never becomes like easy. You just learn to deal with it a little bit better because you get a lot of, you get a decent amount of rejection. You do. And so, you know, you, you're doing things that at least going to prep you for that rejection. I think it'll make your world so much easier when you Uh get into these jobs, especially the interview process and the hiring process. We all have been through tons of interviews that we didn't get the job for. We've Mm -hmm. all been there. So all of these things are literally prepping you for where you're going. And if you you skip a step, you literally won't be able to hold on to that prize that you're trying to get, which is that position. So you got to do it. You got to put yourself out there. You got to get turned down before you get your job. You got to go through those things so that when you do get the job, you can sustain it. It's really important. That's so good. As you said that, I was thinking about how this old song that said video killed the radio star. And now I'm thinking about video made the SDR star or the account executive star in your case. Like video is doing the opposite. It's training you. It is teaching you. It's preparing you. That is so good. And let me talk about this or ask you this, I should say, because people want to know what is a day in the life of an account executive? Wow, good question, good questions. And you know what, for me as an account executive, I don't wanna speak on all companies because my company's a little bit smaller. So you may have a different experience with a really large company as an account executive. So I'll say my account executive position actually encompasses the SDR role as well. Like I do a little mm. bit of both because I'll talk just a second cause I'm not trying to promote my company on this call. But my company is an international company that is based like in South Africa and in Europe. And so they're now just transitioning over into North America. So we are a very small team. Actually, everyone who just got hired in my, I call us a freshman class. There's only four of us. And so we don't have any SDRs. Hire four executives. So I'm doing both. Full cycle. I'm, you're doing the full cycle i am a full cycle yes full cycle i'm even working with the account manager to actually help with onboarding and setting up accounts like i'm doing a little bit of everything because Mm -hmm. i actually closed the deal i actually closed the deal in my first eight days which is really great because that's we usually have a really long sales cycle really long one but so my company, it's so small. And the good thing about it is since my company's small, I get to learn a little bit more about other positions and how everything works. Because from what I've heard in larger companies, they have to segment it. They have to have just SDRs and BDRs that focus on one thing and yeah. account executives who focus on what they do. And then account managers who focus on what they do. But since we're smaller, I do a little bit of it also my day what it looks like i'll get up help my wife get my kid ready to go to school (laughs) he's gonna have so daycare and then after that i'll come in open up my computer check my emails to see if anyone has responded to an email that i might have sent yesterday and so we use hubspot and hubspot's really great because it tracks everything inside the email so I know when people opened up my emails, I can see it. I can see if they clicked on my links. And so if they have engaged with it, I'll probably get to them first because they might have questions. So I'll reach back out to them and then I'll see if we can start setting some demos. So at that point, I'm literally doing SDR BDR job. So I'm checking with leads and then what I'll do. Since we're new to our state, like I'm literally the first, me and another girl, the first people in our city because we're only in Texas right now. So we'll go through and I'll spend the first half of my day vetting leads. I'll go through. I'm seeing, are they even property managers? Like I'm literally doing research, doing a little bit of research, Are taking people on one list. I'm putting some on this side, some on another side. And then in the afternoons, I'll say, okay, I got about, I'll set a list of 75. I don't finish the 75 every day. I will say that. I'll set a list of 75. I'll forgive you a little bit. (laughs) We got to have goals. So I'll go through and maybe about one o'clock, I'll take my lunch 12 to one. And then I'll say at one o'clock, I'm going to start making calls. And so I'll go through and make calls And what's interesting is Some people want to do demos Like on the phone and I can't do that So my goal is I'm going to call as many people as possible And set up as many demos as I can But it's a little difficult Because we don't really have Brand recognition in our market Since we're new Like we're brand new to North America So just a part of what we do it's just trying to get our name out there we're trying yeah. to we're trying to make multiple touch points i'm trying to make sure i'm in mean your email i'm texting you i'm calling you i'm trying to find out if you're on linkedin so i can send you a dm just so that you can know who we are and then maybe you'll allow me to set a demo to sell to you that's how my day will look i'll make calls literally as an sdr or vdr to set demos and then once as people agree to a demo then at that point, we'll get ready to have a demo with someone. And since I'm newer right now, at this point, I do my demos with my VP of sales. So he'll come in, take the lead, and we'll present. It takes about 30 minutes to actually run through a demo for our product. And luckily, on my very first demo, we closed the deal. <laughs> very first. That so, is so good. Ridiculous. It was so wild that even the guy who we sold to on the call when we were like closing the deal, demo's already over, he's like, man, I'm going with it. He was like, you know what? This sounds good. From the first call to the demo, we love everything that you're saying. And he was like, I want you to know, Lance, sales don't go this easy. He was like, they just don't go this easy. Who said that, the VP or the person that you're selling to? The person that we were selling to. He even told me. He he said it. He was like, sales usually do not go this easy, Lance. And we all laughed about it. I was like, trust me, I know, man, I know. But I was like, you know, that is a part of sales that literally you can't control everything in that process. Sometimes you were just in the right place at the right time. But Fine. if you're prepared for it, when the preparation meets the opportunity, I'll get lucky and close my yep. very first deal. I'll close my very first. That was incredible, man. My, even my BPSL was like, "This is the fastest that anyone actually closed the deal in eight days." I've been All on right. cloud cloud nine for a week, but it's Maybe coming nine, 10 or eleven. <laughs> <This program. laughs> Oh, that is so good. Let me actually throw something in there too. Like I always say this quote if, if, from Myron Golden, Dr. Myron Golden that says that if you, your time will come, if you're prepared or not, if you are prepared, it will reveal you, but if you are unprepared, it will expose you. And you are revealed in that moment. The video calls, everything revealed Lance in that moment. So that is such a great lesson for everybody to learn from. It's like, mm. in, even though he did this in seven weeks. He took time in the process to understand what it means to be an SDR. He took time in the process to study this. So please don't try to go and get through this program course careers as quickly as you can. Take your time, try to learn, try to understand the process so that when you actually are in the moment, you are revealed as a great SDR or account executive in Lance's case, rather than being exposed for the lack of knowledge and understanding that you may have and the lack of skill. So that was so good. Let's go to the last question I have for you. Now that we've gone through your journey, let's talk about the mindset that one needs to have in order not to only be where you are, but to scale from there. I believe the mindset you need to have, seriously, is to always be trying to improve yourself. So one thing I think I learned really well from the course and that I had to grasp is that this isn't gonna be given to you. I talked about that earlier. And since it's not gonna be given to you, you need to be training, like to try to be the best. I know I have what drives me to try to be great within tech sales. You need to find out why you wanna be great at this and then hone in on that and then let it drive you. I sit on LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Like it's almost like sickening now. I'm the LinkedIn. new addiction. It really is. I'm on LinkedIn so often because I'm trying to engage with people who are also trying to grow. So I'm trying to find the right network where every time I get on LinkedIn, I'm learning something new. That's my goal. Like I'm getting on LinkedIn with the mindset of, okay, what can I find today? And I follow some great people. I think at this point, everybody probably follows Scott Ward. He's like a machine (laughs) With how much he posts Every hour Every hour (laughs) Every yes (laughs) Every hour yes. And so I look at people who I'm striving to get better To be like so that I can try to grow I'm looking at what's next and where can I go So I think the mindset seriously Is to always be trying to improve And trying to push yourself To be great and whatever greatness means to you, because all of yeah. us, greatness means something different to all of us, seriously. So like my manager asked me today, like, where did I see myself in three years? And I told him, I would like to be like a trainer for the company. And he was like, so you don't want to be VP? I was like, I don't know if that's exactly my goal. My goal is not really to be a VP. Like, I would like to be like a corporate trainer who goes to different cities and we re-implement the company and root it in different cities. And mm. so I have mm. a different, I have a different goal. Global domination. Yes. And that's beautiful that they just moved to the, to North America. So as we begin to grow, I can be a part of that growth. Oh, I can Exactly. Yeah. It's, and you just got to find out what you feel greatness is, what's pushing you, and then continuously go to get it, go get it. Like until you get it seriously, until you have it. This is so good. This is so good. Thank you so much, Lance for that. This is, oh man, I know a lot of people are going to have a lot of good things to say. In fact, if you do have some great things to say, I want you to lay it down in the comments below, what were some key points, key takeaways that you could take away from this conversation that we have with Lance today, because this was a special one. This was a, definitely a special one that I know that you are going to learn from and use to not only land a job that you've been desiring in tech sales, whether it's an SDR role or an account executive role. And he didn't really say this, but I'll say it right now. And I heard it cause I heard him say it before, sometimes we settle for something and we don't think we can get it. You can get it. You could apply to those account executive roles and just aim for the stars and aim for, you never know what you're going to land. So aim for start applying to things that might be slightly critical out of reach. If you feel like you have that sales background or if you have the transferable skills and you never know where you could go, you might aim for an account executive role and land it, or you just might get some experience that helps you to land, be better at that SDR role, whatever the case may be. But go ahead and try to go ahead and try to aim for that. And yeah, put it in the comment section about what it is that you are desiring to, to be and grow and how this video and there's or this conversation, I should say, how much it meant to you. Lance, I want to say thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Always learning, never arriving, right? And so with that being said, man, this has been great. And so for the audience that's here, thank you so much. And until next time, we hope to see you, Lance and I, hope to see you on the other side. Take care, family. All right, y'all. Peace.